The Horrible Gamers podcast may contain content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. To another horrible gamer spotlight. I'm one of your hosts, Jesus Gonzalez, also known as Jesus Watchlot. Today I'm joined by my Canadian snow Mexican friend, <laughs> Ryan Gibson. Give 8777. Welcome back, Ryan. What's going on, everybody? Hey, Let's do the spotlight thing. That's right. And we have a special friend with us tonight from Illinois, Chi Town, the Windy City, uh, the city in Watchdogs. I don't know what the fuck else to call it. Clint, <laughs> Vengeful Jedi is here. Welcome back, Clint. Welcome to the spotlight. This is about you this time. You're not a guest on the show, so this is all about you, Clint. Oh, man. You guys are about to lose a shit ton of listeners then. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, you guys, it's it's great, it's great to be here. Thank you for coming on. Um, so real quick, Clint, let's, let's get to the questions. But let's tell the listeners, if they want to be a part of this spotlight, you can. Just email us, feedback at HorribleGamers.com. We'll schedule in. We're very flexible with our schedules. We'll get this done at some point, sometime, and we'll release it whenever we want to or need to. And uh, you can join the Facebook group, Horrible Gamers Podcast Community. That's where all of our listeners, well, most of them, are. And there's a ton of people in there, at least over 560 now, 570 just about. Um so you get in there and you talk with people, you you hey man, I play PUBG, I play PUBG too, or I play FIFA, or I like this Destiny 2 game, and there's tons of people in there gaming all the time. And yeah, leave us a review on iTunes and Google Play and thumbs up on Stitcher and thumbs up on whatever else you're listening on. Rate us, review us, wherever you can. Five stars are appreciated, but whatever you want to rate us, go ahead. Let's get this started, Clint. Let's talk about you. Start at the beginning, Clint. What made your gaming career start? What begun this saga of Clint in gaming? Well, there was never a period in my life where I did not have a video game involved. I, When I was born, I had what they call bilateral club feet. So that required a lot of reconstructive surgery. So a lot of my early life was obviously spent you know laying on the couch and shit (laughs) so we had the atari 2600 in the house so i remember playing pac-man and space invaders and the god-awful et and that was actually also how i learned to play chess there was a chess game on the i remember that game atari yep Uh, chess wow Wow, yeah. so you learned how to play chess at a very young age. I was like five or six when I when I learned that. Man, I remember I, someone tried to teach me to play chess one day. It was one of my uncles or something. Because <laughs> I was watching them play with one of my other uncles. And I was like, what the hell are you guys playing? They're like, chess. 
Let me just teach you. And I was like, okay, show me. And I was like, this is so fucking boring. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I never, bored by it. <laughs> I never exactly got good. No, me either. Really? I mean, I can play I mean, a game I'm of okay. chess, but I'm not yeah, but like, No way. I will never be a chess master. Those guys are nuts. <laughs> they know, like, every skill. Like, they, it's fucking crazy how good they are. But, yeah. I mean, I, I personally... Don't like chess. It isn't a game for me. I like checkers. Because <laughs> checkers, checkers is easier. It's, it's easy. It's quick. It's simple. Yeah. You get your shit across the board. Get some chips on top of it. You get it back to the other side of the board. You just take everybody out. So much simpler than the fucking chess game. Oh. Well, you just play Connect Four. There you go. <laughs> Connect Four. <laughs> Another great game. A classic. Oh, man. All right. And then the 21 and older version, Connect Four Loco. <laughs> oh, there we go. Connect Four Loco. <laughs> you take this fucking swig of your Four Loco every time you make a line or you chug it or something. You make the other person chug. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Guys, continue the questions here. So, Clint, you started gaming back in the 2600. Um, I did. Um, so, were you, a, during the 90s, what were you? Were you a Sega kid, a Nintendo kid? Were you a PlayStation kid? You were all, like, everything. I just love gaming kid, the nerd. What were you? I was mostly Nintendo. Hmm. Um, my best friend that I've known since I was 10 had the Sega Master System, so I had a lot of exposure to that, too. But I had the Nintendo in the house, and kind of always gravitated toward that when video stores started renting consoles and things like that uh, i was able to get the 64 um by that point uh my parents were divorced my uh, my dad had a uh, super nintendo so if i ever wanted to play that i would just go over there so i was pretty much a nintendo person until i want to say i was maybe 22, 23, when I owned a PlayStation 1, which for me was the first non-Nintendo console that I acquired. Hmm. Okay, okay. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> 22 years old, I had my PlayStation when I was fucking 10, 11. <laughs> well, because it came out in what, like 97? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had then, my PlayStation when I was like 14. I was like 20 then <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, I remember my my cousin, he got it on Christmas the the Christmas it came out. He got that fucking thing, dude. He would always get the cool shit. I would always get like the hand-me-downs yeah. or the older consoles. But he always had like the nicest shit. And he remember getting that dude and we went to his room, we hooked it all up, we booted it up. That was fucking cool. That was cool as yeah. shit. I was like this is cool as fuck. What are these graphics? These 3D graphics. <laughs> yeah. But the, the thing to remember is that I came out the same year as the Atari 2600. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Hmm. Hmm. Clint, hmm. answer me a question. Okay. Do you consider yourself to be a gamer? I would definitely consider myself a gamer. <laughs> Jesus, I think we need would, to scrap Would you that consider yourself... Being a horrible gamer. 
Huh. There you go. There you go. As a former co-host of the show, I can definitely say that I am a horrible gamer. (laughs) (laughs) So, real quick question for you. Honestly, dude, there are certain games, like, if I play a first-person shooter, like, you throw me into Call of Duty, Mm. I am a horrible gamer. (laughs) Really? Oh, man. See, that's that's something about the show. I don't know why we named it the Horrible Gamers when... Not in, in reality, we're not too bad at games. I mean, I could be really bad at games sometimes, but not all the time. Not all the time. I'm okay at Call of Duty. I'm okay at Battlefield. Yeah. I do pretty decent in Titanfall sometimes. I get, like, first place sometimes, maybe. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty horrible at those games, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, see, it really depends on the game. Yeah, true. I'll, I'll suck at a game like Call of Duty or something like that. But yet, I can totally excel and exercise godlike powers in a game like Tetris. <laughs> there you go. There you Which, go. Which, actually, can I take this opportunity to answer a question that go Gunny ahead. texted me last night? Yeah. Um, Gunny wanted to know where my love of Tetris came from, how it started, and pretty much why. Okay, go ahead. So... I remember when it first came out on the Nintendo. Uh, my dad liked puzzle games and things like that, and he, he, he influenced my game collection a little bit. Obviously, it was his paycheck that paid for most of my games. But, you know, he did throw a couple games in there like Golf and Tetris. And I started playing Tetris, and I just got hooked. Um, I've always liked puzzles. Um, Not as much like jigsaw puzzles, but, you know, brain-type games, you know, trying to figure stuff out, even, like, crosswords, word searches, that kind of thing. Um, So I always had an appreciation and a love of puzzle stuff. So it just clicked, and I always played them. And when I... I remember when I graduated 8th grade, I bought my Game Boy, and Tetris came with it. I almost didn't need another game for that system. Wow. <laughs> I had very few Game Boy games because I would always go back to playing Tetris. Really? I just I just loved it. It was the perfect game to play on the go, you know? Oh. Like, so oh, yeah. For Game Boy, it was like that perfect game to just sit there for a few minutes or, or get fucking right enthralled in it, right? Yeah. Because you could set the starting speed. You know, you're between, like, levels, like, 0 and 9. Yeah. And, yeah, so you could start, you know, slow, work your way up if you wanted to, if you had a little more time. Or if you really wanted to get into it, you could just start yourself right there on level 9. Uh, you had the the B mode where it already had random blocks set up and you had to clear those. and Yeah. It was yeah, like you said, it was the perfect on-the-go game, and I just always loved it. And I think when I realized that I was actually pretty awesome at it was on the original Xbox. They had Tetris Worlds, and that that was the first Tetris game that I can remember that had online capability, and. There were certain uh, bundles of the original Xbox that that game came with. And I played that with a couple buddies. And 
After a few matches, they refused to play with me ever again. They're like, dude, we're never going to beat you. They're like, you play like a fucking god. <laughs> yeah. their, their words, not mine. <laughs> but, no, I've just always loved Tetris, so I'll sit there and I'll play the little browser versions. I have it on the Xbox One. I've, you know, got yeah. it in my phone. Okay. It's just, it's just one of those. It, and honestly, it's my all-time favorite game. Hmm. You know, it's and it's that <laughs> game that I can always carry with me. You know, wherever I go. So you love Tetris? I do. Would you, would you marry would you Tetris? Marry? I was gonna ask. Him that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we would make so many Tetraminos together. <laughs> would you marry Tetris? <laughs> Remember well, the story we talked about Jesus on the show? Yeah, Chick that married Tetris. She's going to marry Tetris. To marry. Yeah. She's going she wants to marry. To. Yeah, she wants to straddle the teepees. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she uh yeah, she wants to marry Tetris. She apparently loves it so much that she thinks she can marry it and be happy. Oh. I've 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 got a line <sighs> piece for her right here. <laughs> Uh, so, so Clint, I got a question for you. Let's move on here. Uh, what do you What do you picture when somebody says like, "Hey, are you a gamer?" What What do you picture they're picturing like when they're asking you in that? Like, what is a gamer? When someone says gamer, what pops into your head? What kind of person do you see? Well, I personally see just a regular guy mm-hmm. like you or Ryan or Gunny I'm not, or me. I'm not a regular. I'm extreme. Super. Yeah. Okay. We're whatever. irregular. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, you know what I mean. Just your average person that just happens to like playing games. You know, I think gamers in the past had a bad reputation. I think when. Y- before, when people would hear gamer, um, they assume, okay, you're the 30-year-old guy living in your mom's basement, you know, that you're not doing anything with yeah. your life, <laughs> and no. that you're sort of just lumbering through life, and that's not that's not the case. Yeah, that's true. You know, we, I mean, we can have very active lives, and it just happens to be just sitting playing video games just happens to be one of the pastimes that we enjoy and it just happens that i happen to enjoy it a lot a lot more than a lot of other people that's right that's right i'm a 30 year old man that lives in my own house (sighs) (laughs) 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 that's what what you tell people that's what you tell people you're old man that lives in my own house. That's what you tell people when you're old and you gamer, man. Because, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, I live with my parents. You don't tell them that shit. I live in my own house. That's right. I'm the master of my domain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Because the there's a report that comes out every year by the Entertainment Software Association, the ESA. Yeah. And it has a lot of demographics and a lot of stats in it regarding video games and gamers. And... Around the last couple of years, I mean, the 
average age of a gamer today is around 36, 37 years old. That's crazy. Well, it's because we all grew up with it, right? Yeah, like, that's true. We grew up with it. <clears throat> Everybody else growing up with it, too. So, Clint, how often do you play video games? How often? Like, I mean, do you play them every day, every other day, every weekend, every Friday at midnight? What do you do? Tell me your gaming schedule. I play daily. Now, the amount I play daily varies on the day. Okay. Uh, it's, it's rare that I have a day that I don't. Um, now, for example... You know, back when I was doing Horrible Gamers more regularly, for example, uh, on Saturdays, I wouldn't get to game until after the show. Okay. Because I would go to work, you know, come home, obviously have to eat dinner, you know, do my stuff to get ready, you know, and then we would do the show. So I just wouldn't have the chance to sit down to do it until after. But I was still doing it, you know. Um, hmm. On a... On a Sunday, you know, when I'm appearing online, Ryan, you can see that usually from the second I get up, I'm sitting there gaming until, you know, whatever wee hours of the next morning. <sighs> yeah. So. So it's pretty I, much I, an everyday thing. It is. Different hours every day. Yeah. Okay. You know, de- depending on the schedule, obviously. Yeah. You know. Pretty much how I game. I mean, yeah, I usually game when yeah. I can, if I can. If I can't, it really sucks. But I usually can, most of the time. So that works. Um, okay, let's move on here to other questions. Other questions, Clint. So when you are playing games, uh, what do you prefer to play at? Do you prefer to play with people online, people in person? You don't like people at all, so you don't play with nobody? You play by yourself or, or both? Honestly, it depends on my mood. Mm. Uh, now, I do happen to be a person that craves social interaction, you know, and I love, you know, just time spent with uh, good friends. So I do tend to go a lot multiplayer, um, even if. It's just in a party, and we just happen to be happening to play different games. Um, like, for example, I was just in a party last week where there was, like, four of us in there. And we weren't playing together, but we were all playing Subnautica. Yeah. Obviously, it's a single-player game, but we were all playing it and, you know, doing screenshots and everything. And me, I was just trying to figure out what the fuck to do because I just got the game. <laughs> oh, I've been playing the crap yeah, out of that have, game, uh, man. That game's fun. I've downloaded it on my Xbox. Did you? That's all I'll say. No more comments on rumors. (laughs) But, no, I, you know, I I do go through times, and I think the times that I want to game alone, or I just want to have that single-player experience, I tend to more go toward my PS4. Um, So I'll sit there and play Kingdom Hearts, or I'll sit there and play, like... Oh, is it? I've I've got Witcher three on there. Yeah. Oh, wait. actually, I have it on the Xbox too, but I started it on the PS four, so that's where I go when I want to play that. Hmm. But for the most part, 
I would say out of like an 80-20, it's more a social thing. So I'd rather sit there and play with people. Okay. Like, I'm looking forward to Monster Hunter, since I just bought that before we started. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to playing that with people. Game is fun. Yeah. It, dude, I've, I've been watching videos and stuff. And yeah. You get to create your own cat. What else can you ask for, right, Jesus? That's what I want. <laughs> Once I got done with that, I turned the game off and never played turned it Turned the game off. It's over. <laughs> game of the year. Done. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Best cat creator. That's right. So, so Clint, uh, you say that you know you, you prefer playing with people online than, than not. Um, so, w- I want to I want to ask you something that might be personal. I don't know if you want to answer it or not. But when you play games, and, and someone asks you, "You're a gamer," and you're like, "Yeah, I'm a gamer," and then they're asking you all these questions about games. Do you ever feel like playing so much games or, or being a gamer like yourself and like us really when we play every day do, do you do you feel proud ashamed or indifferent about that how do you feel about like knowing that you play so many games or, or a certain amount of games or you put so much time into gaming i guess i love it i'm proud of it Good. honestly because a lot of my life surrounds it um at work now, yeah. obviously, as we all know, I do tech support for Redbox, but I rent games from work. I sit in the office all day with a bunch of gamers. Good. <laughs> you know, so we, we sit there and talk games a lot. You know, I'm the editor of the newsletter. We're always reviewing games. I've written video game reviews that have been published on their blog website. You know, I, you know, do a podcast that talks heavily about video games. That's right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, gaming is a huge part of my life, and I'm loving my life a lot more right now, you know. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. You know, because there, you know, there were, there were times before that I wasn't, but, you know, I'm really enjoying where things are at right now, and... You know, gaming is definitely a huge part of that. Awesome. Um, I mean, if I, you know, if I have a shitty day, I love to just come home and, you know, I might turn on Grand Theft Auto and just go on a killing spree. Or, you know, if I'm, you know, feeling really good, you know, and I'm just feeling, ener- you know, energetic and just want to do something, you know, with the guys. You know, well, now I'm sure a bunch of us will get into Monster Hunter or something, but I'll jump in and play Siege with a couple of the guys or, you know, and there's knowing people all over the place. Um, Like, for example, I have a really good friend, Nathan, that lives in uh, Missouri. Mm -hmm. So obviously we don't get to physically see each other a lot, but... On Mondays, that's a huge day for us to get together and game together. That's a regular thing for us. We get together on a Monday, and we game. So, you know, we'll do Siege. We'll do Warframe. We'll, you know, he got me to try this game, Crossout, this little vehicular combat game yeah, that's actually that's pretty fun. fun. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, uh, me and him just... Uh, I, I I recently uh, bought him PUBG, so we started playing that a little bit. 
So, hmm. I love it because one, it's a way for me to c- continue to connect with people, and like I said, just a lot of my life surrounds gaming. So, I'm not going to be ashamed of it. That's good. That's good. You know, uh, so, some people, you know, um, I don't know. I, I guess they hide it or something. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, I know nowadays it's more accepted, you know, socially to, to yeah. be a gamer. But I know there's people out there that, like, don't really like to talk about it much or don't really bring it up often, you know. A lot of my friends, my personal friends, aren't gamers. And, and they kind of, like, I, I feel like I may sometimes annoy them because I talk so much about games all the time. And they're like, oh, bro, like, I want to talk about cars. <laughs> I want to talk now, about this shit. And I'm like, dude, talk to me about video games, man. Video games. Yeah. Now, is it going to be like one of the, you know, top featured qualities about me on my dating profile? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, uh, what do you do? I, I am a gamer. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, unfortunately, yeah. there are people out there that have that negative connotation. But, you know, for, I, I, I still let it. You know, I I still let it slide in there that that is one of my hobbies. I just don't happen to say that it's, like, the primary one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's move on here, man. Let's move on. So, obviously, I have a question on this list that that has obviously been answered already. It's it's why do you play video games? And you've answered that already. It's a part of your life. It's what you grew up with, right? It's it's how you, you were able to, as a kid, interact with something that was entertaining and engaged you and, and kept you busy. And that's a good thing, man. Because, you know, some people tend to forget that there is people with disabilities out there or certain conditions where they have to interact with something. And, and watching TV is just boring for them. <laughs> so, so they rather play games. And, and that's so fucking cool that that exists, in my opinion, you know. Well, you can only watch so much TV. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's, I guess Especially so today because so much of the programming is bullshit. And a lot of it's on Netflix, and it's like, binge-watch this shit, yeah. and everybody ruins it when, like, fucking episode just came out. The season just came out 12 hours ago, and people are spoiling it on fucking Facebook and Twitter and everything, and uh, and everybody's giving yeah, their opinions. That that happens even with shows that, that are, like, week to week. Yeah. Especially especially with me, because I watch it the day after it airs. Mm. Yeah, and, like, the, the Walking Dead is the worst, dude. Walking Dead, or, Game of or, Thrones... Or This Is Us. Fuck. That oh my god, This Is Us. All I saw this week about this is, I was Dude. crying when I was watching it. I cried so much. Dude, it's the fucking saddest show you'll ever watch. Uh, but that's why I don't want to watch really, it. really, really good. I don't want to fucking watch really this good. shit. I don't want to watch, watch it. the first three episodes since you told me to watch it. Yeah. Ryan, dude. What you do, cry for three hours straight? <laughs> no, but I'm going to be honest. I did cry within the first episode. Damn. <laughs> Dude, the, the, the episode that aired over the Super Bowl, Kathy was crying within four minutes. But like it was, I checked the time and it was three minutes and 57 seconds into the show. <laughs> and she was bawling her eyes out. Mind you, something super, super sad happens. Yeah, so, I don't want I mean, nothing like, sad in my life, man. <laughs> Fuck. Got enough sad shit in my life going, no, I don't want to be sad. The, the stories that they tell are really good. Like, That's it's good. a really cool story about an interracial, like, there's interracial stuff. There's, you know, like, there's a lot of things that, hurdles that they had to overcome throughout their, 
yeah. what was going on. But th- this isn't the This Is Us podcast. This is, so. Welcome to the This Is Us podcast, where we're going to cry together and talk about the show. Yes. <laughs> Guys, this week was so sad. I don't know. Okay, no, so, so This Is Us is the rare exception as far as when I said that there's shit on TV these days. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the rare exceptions. That and Shameless. Uh, both I still you need, guys, to, watch you need to start watching Shameless. You should it. definitely watch Shameless. It's based in Chicago. Yeah, I should, but then I'd have to watch Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. <laughs> Everything in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> no, because those shows aren't good. This one is. Oh, right, there we go. There we go. So, Clint, let's just ask more questions to Clint here. Yes. Clint. Do you feel that video games have affected your life in a way that's positive, negative, or neither? I mean, if negative, in what ways? And if positive, in what ways? And if in neither, why not? Well, with anything, Mm -hmm. uh, there can be good and bad. Uh, I think there's one negative in that I... I think I can be a little bit lazy sometimes. Um, I mean, I because I've always been like I was always a good student in school growing up, and I, you know, when I can, I was always very active, uh, you know, with you know school and activities and stuff like that. Um, I think since gaming took more of a hold, yeah, I'm I'm content to just you know go home from work. And just sit in front of the TV and game. Or, you know, that's how I love to spend, you know, my days off or something. Um, obviously, now there's nothing wrong with that. It's a matter of finding balance. I think there have been times, though, that I didn't. You know, where it's like, oh, I just don't feel like going out. Or I just don't feel like doing this and that. I'm just going to s- stay home and play Xbox. You know? So... Yeah. I think there's a balance that you need to find, and I think that if I have to say that there was any negative impact, I think that's what I would say. But I think for the most part, it has been very positive Um, because, one, it's a huge release. Um, You know, for example, look at the studies but with the correlation between uh, game violence and, like, you know, real-life violence and things like that. Um, You know, they're finding that these violent video games don't increase, you know, real-life violence or make us more violent people. It actually helps us release that aggression in a, you know, and channel it in a very positive way, you know, in a very positive and harmless way. you know, so that's great because I can, I can be angry sometimes. <laughs> I'm not always as happy, and I'm I'm not always the I love you guy. You know, sometimes I'm like the I want to fucking stab you in the throat guy. <laughs> you know, and video games help me do that. Video games keep me out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> We need that on a t-shirt. Yeah, video games keep me out of jail. That's a good t-shirt right there. Man. So, you know, there's that. And there's the social component, you know, which is very positive. Because, I mean, look at it this way. 
you know, because I have gaming, I have you guys. Yep. Time to start crying. <laughs> it's an episode of This Is Us. <laughs> Dick. The podcast edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. No, it, you know what I mean. It, you know, there's yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Thomas and Steve and you know stuff. And I mean, yeah, there are some people that I met through like podcasting instead. For example, like Skip. You know, one of the geek dig guys. But you know, we we game a lot. You know, so that's you know one thing that you know keeps us you know, going together. And I, I know people all over the country, all over the world, and that's the one thing that, you know, we have that can bring us together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the community, man. The community is really just, sometimes they amaze the sh- me because of the shit they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there's yeah. people in the community that they're just so outgoing, and then they're so willing to just be like, "Hey, dude, let's fucking game, you know? Let's get everybody together." And they they go out and they get everybody together, and then you know yeah. they, they just have that energy about them that they could just get people together to come in and and, and game and have fun and be happy and be friends and yeah. shoot the shit and and just have a good time, and that's so cool, in my opinion. And I actually have an example of that. Um. And and it actually involves Destiny Two. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. No. Back back when I was in school, um, and back when that uh, that DLC came out. Yeah. Um. Uh, one of the community members, I was originally asked to keep him anonymous, so mm-hmm. I will. But one of the community members actually bought me the DLC because I didn't have a lot of money and I was just really busy and even though I wasn't getting a lot of game time in with the guys just because I was always studying and you know all that um, still bought it for me so that I would have it for when you know we were able to get back together which was an awesome thing you know because not not only was it cool you know just to have a game but when I was going through school it was pretty isolating because i did have a lot less game time and especially you know social gaming i didn't get to do a lot of that yeah so so it was a cool way to say uh you know hey buddy we miss gaming with you you know and uh you know here you know we're looking forward to when you can come back and play this that's fucking cool man see that's that's what i love right there community love yeah everybody feel happy no more crying stop your crying yeah yeah. Thomas, Thomas, stop crying, Thomas. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it'll be okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, enough. Enough of this sad shit and emotional stuff. Tell me, Clint, what have you learned from gaming? Have you learned anything from gaming? Did you learn how to steal a car, like in GTA, or how to pick up hookers, or how to go to the strip club, or how to drink a beer, or how to get high, or how to, I don't know, do something else? <laughs> Why? Why is like everything you're saying negative? You're like, it's the most negative thing. Because well, you learn good things, <laughs> life lessons. I I did learn how to get my money back from hookers. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> yeah, and I 
and I learned what happens when you drink too much grog and go sailing. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, you, you don't want to be on a ship when you're drunk. Oh, no. That. <laughs> no, and, and even with that, you got to watch out what pirate, or, you know, what uh, treasure chests you pick up. Yeah. yeah. Because apparently some of them are laced with grog. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, we're making Sea of Thieves references here. <laughs> um, but but yeah, Clint, what have you learned? Get serious now. Get serious. Be real. Okay. Um, Is there I anything think... that you ever learned playing playing a game that transferred to real life? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, when when you play a game like. Rainbow Six Siege, for okay. example, or obviously going back further with it, like Vegas 1 and 2, or I remember uh, Rainbow Six 3 Black Arrow on the original Xbox, or the earlier Ghost Recon games, like and on the 360, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. Um, squad-based games. You're developing interpersonal and communication skills. You're learning teamwork. You're learning how to coordinate and work together with somebody, you know, to achieve that common objective. It's okay, here's this goal. Here's what we have to do. And you're working together and, you know, planning and thinking together and executing it together and figuring out, you know, how how to how to do that. Okay, good. So, I, I thought you were going to totally say, like, I learned how to be a, a Navy SEAL team member. <laughs> <laughs> I am part I of SEAL Team houses. <laughs> I know how to kick in doors and storm a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the good thing. Oh, man. Food. I, I maintain I, I maintain that, that, <laughs> I, I maintain that I know how to get my money back from a hooker. <laughs> I think everybody learned that at a young age thanks to Grand Theft Auto, man. And, you know, there's always games too that if you play games like uh, the video game version of Trivia Pursuit or, you know, Jeopardy, that kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, there's little random trivia facts and things like that that you can learn and pick up, you know, but. You know, granted, you can get that from watching, you know, the show or playing the actual board game, stuff like that. Um, uh, one thing, um, also, I need to get back into doing it because I got way out of practice. Um, <coughs> I started using uh, the Xbox to learn to play guitar through Rocksmith. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that game. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a really good game to learn something from there. Yeah, that's true. And you can be a total beginner, and the game adjusts to your difficulty. You know, if it sees that you're struggling, it's going to slow everything down a little bit, and it's going to make it easier, and you have to hit less notes. Or if it sees that you're excelling at a certain spot, it's going to speed things up. It's going to pick up the tempo a little bit. It's going to add more notes for you to hit. Hmm. Um, Yeah. even even games like Rock Band or Guitar Hero, just the coordination. Yeah, you know, I I I hand coordination is, you know, a big thing that video games teach people. Yeah, so there's a lot that somebody can, you know, can learn. There's other problem solving skills, and you know, playing games like Tetris for example, do actually stimulate the problem-solving areas of your brain. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so that can help with that skill in real life. Okay. You know, or there, or take a game like chess. There's chess games out there right now that can teach you how to play the game. Yeah. You know, so there's a shit ton of stuff you can learn from video games. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right, Clint. Shitload of stuff you can learn from video games. Shitload. Get out there and learn it. That's right. That's right. Clint, tell me about your life here in gaming. How much gaming do you consider to be too much gaming? And tell me why. And how do you balance that? How do you balance this too much gaming? What is your suggestion to the listeners on how to balance it? Well, I have yet to achieve uh, in my own life anything that would be considered too much gaming. (laughs) So I think too much um, can really... Well, I think it speaks more toward uh, those with the more addictive personalities, Um, those that just don't know how to turn it off and go and function in the regular life. Um, You know, these are the people that, you know, are going to be late to work or call off of work because, you know, they're playing a game. Um, You know, I consider that a little bit different than when I actually scheduled a week off of work, the same week that Gears of War 3 came out. I actually planned that out and took a vacation, you know, to be able to play that. That's a little different than just, oh, I'm not going to go in today. I'm, you know, oh, I got to do this, and I got to, you know, I I, got to solve this quest. Um, Okay, actually, now that I think about it, there was one time where (laughs) I was... Hang on a second here. uh... Rewind, delete the last part, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The one time that I was a little too into gaming. Um, I had just become unemployed. And very shortly after, within maybe two weeks, uh, the Elder Scrolls game Oblivion came out. And that game consumed my life. Uh, to the point that it was affecting the amount of time that I was going out and looking for a job. So instead of looking for a job, you were just staying at home playing Oblivion. Yeah. Sounds and like a I, good deal to me. Sounds like a good deal to me. Good choice. It, was, it wasn't paying the bills. Oh. However, <laughs> it's no, not good. That's not good. <laughs> actually, everything worked out in the end. That's because uh, when I did finally, dis- actually when I beat the game and got all achievements was when I started, you know, looking back, to, you know, like, okay, now I got to really crack down and get a job. One of the first places I applied is where I'm working now, and I've been there for the past 11 years. It was 11 years on the 7th. Damn. So. Congratulations, Ben. That's a long time to work for a company, um, and that it takes a lot of effort to do that. It does. But I think um, Oblivion was what helped hold me out to get to that. Now, granted, I could have been, you know, using that time a little more wisely, like I said, to search more fervently for a job. Mm-hmm. But it worked out. That's good. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's people out there that do, unfortunately, game more than anything else in their life, and they just don't want to do anything. 
there's been times in my life where I had to deal with my brother doing that. <laughs> Sometime last year, I won't say when, uh, he actually was let go from one of his jobs. Or he quit. One of the two things. Something happened. <laughs> where he lost his job. And he didn't want to work. All he did was fucking play Call of Duty Zombies for a month. <laughs> I was like, I, I finally, I, I cracked down on his ass. I fucking cracked down on him, dude. I was like, no. Get your ass out there and find a fucking job. You know, like, you're not going to be at fucking home playing Call of Duty Zombies all the fucking time and not I working. Think I, played a, I think I played a little Rocket League with him You probably did. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> Yeah, because he, he was like straight up like, no, I'm just going to be home playing video games. I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? He's like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I was like, wow. Wow. <clears throat> but that happens. I think that I think everybody goes through that as a gamer. I, I think it really is something that, you know, we just get hooked on a game and it's just so good that you don't want to leave it. And it does happen to most of us. And I know it's happened to me, myself, yeah. you know, at some point in my life when I was younger. Um yeah, where I wanted to, all I wanted to do was play Call of Duty or something, or or Black Ops Two, or, you know, whatever. It's just you get addicted to it. It's like crack, yeah. man. It really is. <laughs> Sometimes you just get lost in it. Right? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, man. We're staying was... up to four in the morning sometimes, and I had to be up really early for school or for work. And I was and I was up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just I could go to sleep for eight hours. I could just stay up for eight hours <laughs> what do i do here <laughs> and i would stay up and i would fucking be at work like all tired and groggy and like, what the hell was wrong with you and i'm like i'm just tired <laughs> Dude, yeah. i remember yep uh, it was oblivion and my first playthrough of skyrim mm, that yeah. were just so engrossing and just completely sucked me in yeah, those games, yeah, and the thing is, those games are so alive. They feel so, so, so real sometimes. Where you're just in there, like this world is real. Well, they don't end. Skyrim yeah. randomly generates. Yeah, Skyrim. Quests yeah, it doesn't fucking end. Yeah, you just keep getting quests, right? Fucking end game. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you have to call it quits. You have to call it quits at some point and say, "I'm done with this game. I'm done." And I put Fable 400 3. hours into this shit. I'm done. Yeah. And look at Fable 3. When you beat the, you know, when you beat the story mode, you can sit there and, you know, just sit there and run your kingdom. Yeah. You know, and you you can sit there and be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to charge them more taxes now, and I'm going to do this. And, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, see, I, uh, that's one game I haven't got into. And I just recently downloaded that this week. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I never played it, man. I didn't really... I think I tried it, and I never caught my attention when I first tried it. Mm. But I was looking at it... I was, so for some reason, I own it. I must have bought yeah. it or something at some point. And, uh, I think it and might I, have been a Games with Gold, it. wasn't it? And I downloaded it. and I don't yeah. think it was otherwise... Because if it was, I'd have it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how the hell I got it. I must have bought it or something, dude. <laughs> but I have that fucking thing. Yeah. But yeah, not, I always dude. like the Fable games. They're they've always been fun. Yeah. Mm. And speaking of, did you know that uh, Playground, uh, the guys that did Forza Horizon Three, are working on a new Fable game? Yep, yep. I hear that. I hear that. The rumors are stirring. I'm ex- I'm excited. They got people from Rockstar on their team now. All mm-hmm. kinds of people on their team. It's yeah. gonna be crazy. You'll like it, and when you get to that point, Jesus, when you beat the main story, I'm gonna line, love it. I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be like I'm... City Skylines for me. <laughs> Except you're not actually building the city. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. already built for me. That's even better. I just manage the people. Oh man, it's gonna be a crack. 
Fuck. But yeah. <laughs> no, but that's it. And you can just sit there and just endlessly do that. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean there's I mean games now don't necessarily have an endpoint. They don't, especially with games as a service, right? Like Destiny or, or those games don't end. They don't ever end at all. They could just Destiny ended for me. No, because Destiny for the people <laughs> that really like it would would striving that a real distinctive end well, to it. <laughs> okay, I know what you mean, Gib. For me, it did too. But there's people that have this personality about them that they want to grind and they want to get that shit. That they'll just keep grinding. They'll keep no, grinding get to I, get like, the legendary um, gear. Look at fucking Harlan, dude. Yeah. How many times has he grinded to get all his characters to, like, fucking level <laughs> whatever the hell they are? And he <laughs> doesn't stop playing that thing. He's probably playing it right now as we're speaking. I haven't seen him on that much lately, but when I do see him on, Destiny. he's usually playing Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, wait till the new expansion comes out and they raise the level cap or something. He'll be back on there trying to get that level yeah. cap. <clears throat> it's just the weird thing, man. The games don't end. You're right, Clint. The games just don't fucking end. Uh, look at Rainbow Six Siege. That thing never ends. They keep releasing season yeah. passes for it, too. Yeah, I know. I really want to buy the season three pass. I haven't even bought season two, and I kind of want to buy season two. But I, I bought don't. season two, and I like it. I like some of the operators. I see my... my my whole idea was to unlock the characters by playing, but I think as I get caught up playing all these other games that I don't I don't have time yeah. to play Siege. I don't. So I should just pay to win and get all the characters. Yeah. I need to do that with Season 1 because I still don't have all the Season 1 operators. I have all of Season 2, obviously, because I bought the pass, yeah. but... But it's expensive, thirty bucks. Anyways, anyways, uh, no, and I just spent I just spent fifty bucks on Monster Hunter, so I really shouldn't be buying any more games. Well, Alexa's talking. Shh. Oh no, she said I don't know how to help you with that. Scary. She's listening. Guys, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about the gaming? What's your favorite thing about gaming, Clint, or the games industry in general? And and what is the worst at the same time? in your opinion about the games industry or gaming in general? I think one of the the best things about it is its evolution is an art form. Um, I mean, the fact that the if you compare a script to a video game to a script for a movie, I mean, there's pretty much equally descriptive from what I'd be able to say. Um, you know, because there's so much work that goes into them and creating that world just as you would for a movie. Um, and, you know, there have been arguments out there, you know, are video games classif- you know, classified as art? And, you know, they found that in a lot of ways, yes, a video game, it can be considered a work of art. And, you know, before where it just seemed like, okay, uh, these computer programmers are just jerking around and, you know, (laughs) doing, you know, just doing whatever. Two sticks and a dot on the screen that bounce back and forth to, like, what we have today. You know what I mean? Like, there's, it's come a long way. You know, yeah, and, and, and and it deserves to be called an art form because it is like you said. There's a lot of work put into it. There's a lot of people behind that. You know. Yeah, and um, 
one of the other cool things is just how we can connect to different games or characters. Um, I remember reading an article about Overwatch, about this little autistic boy uh, that really connected with Overwatch because of the character Symmetra. Because as you find out if in her background, you know, they came out and said, yeah, she is autistic too. Because he was finding himself kind of connected to her with little things that she would do or say. And he even wrote the studio and, you know, the developers and was like, you know, I'm autistic and I've noticed this about the character and I've noticed this and that about her. And I'm wondering, is she? And they actually wrote him back and said, yes, you're right, she is. Yeah. Either that or they were really good liars. They're just like, fuck, just lie to him. (laughs) Say yes, just say yes. It's going to make him feel better. (laughs) You know, but then you've got other... I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) No, but then, for example, you have other characters out there like like, uh, Tracer, you know, who's lesbian. Um, You know, and... That entire game is so... I don't know. It's just... Social yeah, but, justice warrior to the max. But, you know, and then there's, but there's other games that, you know, hey, it's okay to be, you know, this, that, or the other, you know, that, I don't know, it, it gives a lot of different people something to identify with, you know, and relate to. <laughs> and yeah, even even the escape that you can sometimes need from reality, you know. You have a bad day at work, you can kind of immerse yourself in the game and calm yourself down. Yeah. That kind of thing. So those are really some of the greatest benefits, I think, to gaming. Some of the most awesome things that I think that gaming has to offer. Um, as far as what I see as some of the worst, mm-hmm. isn't so much with the games themselves, um, but how some of these properties and like how some of the properties are managed, um, you know, and I'm thinking of certain movies like Doom or Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> uh, Silent Hill was okay. Um, Prince of Persia was all right. And I'm going to be honest, dude, the Angry Birds movie was an awesome adaptation of the video game. Hmm. It really was. That, you know, if if you've spent any amount of time playing Angry Birds and you watch the movie, awesome. Y'all are going to think I'm fucking nuts for saying that, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you look at, you know, I mean, they wanted to capitalize on the name of Super Mario Brothers, so they made that really shitty movie. You know, but then you look at companies like EA... Mm-hmm. Yes, I just said the dirtiest word in gaming. <laughs> uh, you know, and you look at a lot of their practices. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they were the ones to really bring out the online pass, you know, back in the day where if you didn't have the code in the box, you know, you had to pay 10 bucks just to get the ability to play online. You know, or the whole pay to pay to play thing like the mobile version of dungeon keeper you know where yeah it's a free game 
but we're going to make it basically unplayable unless you, you know, buy this, that, and the other. <laughs> you know, um, all those all those microtransactions. Um, you know, I think that in those cases, they forgot what the game is really for and who the game is really for. And that they just want to make that dollar. Yeah, they're just making a game to make money and not for the love of making a game. Yeah. Know. Yeah, it's not for the passion for the art form. It's not to put this amazing work of art out there. You know, and 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 the thing is is they put amazing works of art out there, but they just throw these money grubbing fucking things into their games to try and pull as much money from people as they can. But I mean, you know, all are other things. And then on the the other side of it though, it's, they're a company. They're there to make money. True. You think if you think any company out there isn't trying to make money, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. True. Um, but it's just, they kind of push it a little too far. Yeah. And there's other, examples of other areas for example um i think it was uh batman um which was oh it was batman arkham knight that's that's warner brothers yeah but um but a good example of you know not you know putting what you needed to into it the pc version the pc oh god yeah Dude, they completely outsourced that to a different group, you know, and, you know, just didn't really do their due diligence and quality control. And, I mean, look how fast, you know, Steam was issuing all these refunds and everything to the point that they took the game down from their marketplace because it was so broken. Yeah. I don't know if they ever re-released it on PC. I think they did? I don't know. But, you know, the point being, you know, they should have, you know, taken the proper care and consideration when, you know, developing it and putting it out to put out a product that actually worked. Or, um, which was the, uh, the Assassin's Creed Unity Look how broken that that was when it first came out. Yeah, it was so yeah. broken. I ended up not ever playing it, and I loved Assassin's Creeds at that point. Like I fucking loved them. Yeah, but you know they they wanted to get a game out there because they wanted, you know, that Assassin's Creed money. Yeah. You know, should have waited a little bit. You know, yeah. I mean. And, but look, the thing with Ubisoft is, at least they they seem to have learned their lesson lesson where they were like, okay, let's take the time off. Let's put our time into this game and and release a, a quality game, and they did that. Yeah, you know? and you have so, other people that are shining that. examples of that. Rockstar, yeah. they just delayed Red Dead Redemption Two, which you know does break my heart just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but come on, man. But I mean, come on, have we ever been disappointed by a Rockstar game? And and uh, and no. what Rockstar <laughs> and what Rockstar game hasn't been delayed? So true. Yeah, maybe um, one. Well, I feel like they're the I only mean, company. Hey, 
I was going to say, I don't know if uh, that had, I don't know the development cycle of that one, but yeah, you know what? Yeah. I even loved that one, and I wish they'd make it backward compatible. Yeah. The only that the only company fun. that can get away with delays is Rockstar. They could literally come out and say we're delaying Red Dead 2 until 2020, and people would be like, okay. So no one would give a shit. No one would care because Rockstar, they're the only company that could l- fucking change their logo to a different color and have the internet blow up because of it. That's what they did. When they fucking yeah, came out with that red logo for the, when they were making Red Dead 2, we were going to announce it. All they did was change their fucking Rockstar logo to red. <laughs> and and everybody went nuts. Everybody was fucking sharing it and, and everywhere. And every fucking podcast was talking about it. Like, what could this mean? What what does the red mean? Like like that the only company Gross. that could do that. They're the only yeah. ones that could do that. EA does EA can't yeah, do that. Remember we did or that. Fucking Ubisoft can't we do that. About it. Yeah, like all they did simply was like one of their marketing guys was like, uh, okay guys, what do we do to kind of tease this? Uh uh, what if we just change our color on the logo to red? Perfect. Do it. And then they just fucking did that and it worked. <laughs> but other, other than Rockstar, though, Square Enix is another company, I think. Like the Kingdom Hearts games. They delayed Kingdom Hearts 2 a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is still not out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But when I finally played Kingdom Hearts 2... It was amazing. I was actually very glad that they took the time to polish yeah. it and improve upon it and make it the game that it was because it gave me one of the more enjoyable, memorable gaming experiences that I will carry for a very long time. That's right. That's right. Speaking of memory gaming experiences, Clint, what is your most memorable gaming experience? <laughs> Oh man, I th- I think in recent uh-huh. uh, uh, history, it was uh, when I beat the fifty waves of horde mode <laughs> on Gears of War four. Uh, the guys that I was playing with, dude, we played up until oh god, it was almost five in the morning when we finally beat it. Thank. God, I didn't have to work that next day. <laughs> but I just remember it was a fucking grind oh, yeah. through the whole time. And when we finally beat it, dude, that feeling of accomplishment and excitement. I mean, I got so happy and excited that I was shaking. They made that shit too hard, man. I, dude, I jumped out of my chair and I'm like Screaming battle cries and victory. We, uh, I remember I was playing one night with Eric, uh, Eric, who the fuck else was there? Wee Man, Brink, and me. We made it to wave 48. We had a <laughs> bunch of turrets. We had all kinds of shit stashed, like all the points stashed or whatever. We were saving up points because we knew it was going to get hard. Mm hmm. <laughs> we did not get past wave 48. We, oh, first man. try, we, we all died. Monster destroyed our turrets, whatever. Okay, we go back in there. Okay, we have enough money to rebuild stuff. We rebuilt a few things. We put some more turrets up, etc. Boom, again, dude. Again, Ding just came in there, destroyed all the turrets. They didn't even fucking slow it down. <laughs> it just, like, walked through the turret and boom, blew up. I was like, oh, fuck. 
And then we just yeah. kept going down, dude. But before we knew it, we had no points left over. We had nothing to build because we had no resources at all to build anything at all. Like, we had no money left. And we were just like, no, there's no way we're going to be able to beat this without any, like, turrets mm-hmm. or anything. It was too hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was after, and like, four or five hours of straight Gears of War horde. Yeah. And one other experience I remember was playing my GameCube. And I was playing Eternal Darkness. Great game. I wish they'd bring that game back out. And, you know, of course, I'm playing in the middle of the night, lights out, and I am just intensely into this game. You know, I mean, I'm completely mentally submerged. And this game would do things to fuck with your mind. If if you don't know about this game, um, you can drink a health potion, something you know is a health potion, and it kills your character. You know, if your sanity meter is, you know, too wonky or something. Or it'll do things like pop up a little volume bar on your screen randomly and just cut off the game volume, you know, and it looks like it's from your actual TV or something. Um but for me, this one night, I'm playing, and I'm really into it. All of a sudden, this big flash on my screen, and it's blue. The blue screen of death. Man. You know, and I start screaming. I'm pissed. I'm storming the living room my sister who happened to be pregnant at the time I was sharing an apartment with her I woke her up of course she comes out into the living room and she's like what's going on what like what's all the you know what's all the fuss and I'm like dude my fucking GameCube just blue screened and she looks at the TV and it's back on the regular game screen. It was one of the mind tricks from the game. <laughs> Fuck. That sucks. Gotcha! Yeah. And she she looks at me and she's like, you're fucking nuts. You need to unplug. And she just goes back to bed. <laughs> but Damn. no, that Damn. was... Yeah. That was a fun, memorable <laughs> experience. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we all have tons of them. You know, the time that we beat that boss that was impossible or, mm-hmm. you know, we we made beating a certain game our goal. And when we finally did, you know, but I think those two, yeah, the Gears 4 and the Eternal Darkness are two that I'm going to always definitely carry with me. Okay. Clint, what did your parents think of video games when you were growing up? Did they like you playing them? Did they not like you playing them? Did they hate it? Well, they liked it. I remember <laughs> I remember the year that well I think my dad more liked it because it was something that he could occasionally take over and play but I remember the year that I got my Nintendo uh, me and my dad sat there for god I want to say almost 2 days straight and we just sat there and just kept playing you know two player Super Mario and My mom, 
you know, she a lot of times thought that I was playing too much. But, you know, she supported the fact that I was playing. Um, I think it was kind of like how you have a lot of those latchkey kids where the parents like to just throw the kid in front of the TV and just let them watch TV. I think mine were content to let me play video games because, one, it kept me out of trouble. It kept me out of their hair. Um, I wasn't going out and being destructive. Um, so, and my my dad likes my dad likes games. My dad likes not not to the extent that I do, but my mom doesn't play anything. But you know, she supports the fact that I do. In fact, the perfect example back when I had my 360. This was the when Battlefield Three came out. My 360 red ringed, and. It was the week of Thanksgiving, and I was just utterly depressed. Uh, my sister and I show up at my mom's house for Thanksgiving, and I was gonna stay. You know, I was gonna stay the night there. My mom looks at me and she's like, "Are you okay? You look like somebody died." And I'm like, "Yeah, it was Sheila." And she's like, "Wait, who's Sheila?" And I had to explain to her that I named my Xbox Sheila. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, man. She actually gave me a hug, and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. And it was cool because um, what we ended up doing was uh, she ended up, for a Black Friday deal on Amazon, ended up ordering me a new 360. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> so... You know, and then she even, she even brought me out on Black Friday and helped me call some stores to find a copy of Battlefield Three. Damn, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I mean, like I said, she doesn't play him, but she supported it. That's cool, man. That's fucking awesome. Hell yeah, that's that's fucking cool. But let's go on here. In ten years, the years twenty twenty-eight. What? Do you think the gaming future will be like in the year 2028? Mm. We're going to have we're going to have the Oasis like in Ready Player One. I think so. In <laughs> 10 years? I don't know. No, no. I I, I want to know Clint's, Clint's vision of 2028. Um, I think... I don't think that we're going to have necessarily photorealistic graphics. Um, I think they are going to definitely, obviously, be a couple steps up from what we have now. Um, I think we're going to have more... I think we're going to have a lot more in the augmented and virtual reality. Unfortunately, I know, you know, the whole VR thing is kind of gimmicky right now, but I have a feeling that, you know, within the next 10 years, they're going to find a way to make it work, uh, make it more mainstream. So I think we're definitely going to see a lot more interactivity. Um, I think we're going to see gaming integrated more into society. Uh, like, for example, how you can go to Buffalo Wild Wings or somewhere, and they've got those little trivia game yeah, consoles yeah, yeah. that you can have. 
Um, I think a lot more. I think a lot more establishments are going to start doing things like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's there's bars and restaurants right now, you know, that are game themed. That you know, there's bars here that are for video games. You know, you know, they have walls of consoles and games set up. You know, so I think it's just going to be a lot more integrated. I mean, there's little TV screens on the back of airplanes. You know, I think you're going to soon be able to just plug, a, you know, rent rent a little controller. You know, you plug the USB in and you can, you know, sit there and play a handful of games. You know, Or you could just bring on your Switch to the plane. This is true. Which <laughs> I, I, or your I, phone? I may, actually, I may actually soon be knowing this. Yeah, but you know, maybe you'll be able to you know plug your phone into it and play on a little bit bigger there screen. There you go. Yeah, you know, or or something. Yeah, because um, what's that company that makes fucking the Razer company? Those fucking guys made a, a fucking phone. Motorola. <laughs> yeah, they made a fucking phone for gamers. No, no, no. Razor, like the keyboard yeah, and the, mouse company, yeah, the, they the made key- a phone. Yeah, they made a phone. Oh, <laughs> the ones that, that make okay. like gaming gear, like the gaming keyboards and the yeah. gaming mice and all that shit. Yeah. Like, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they now. made they made a fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, so like I could see the chip of like a let's say a the switch, right? Because that thing runs like on a special chip. That's what runs all the graphics and shit. I could see that being put into a phone easily, and being able to bring really high-end graphics to a phone well dude phones now have the more computing power yeah more computing power than you know computers that we had back in the day (laughs) yep it's the future future clint totally possible i mean and as you know as the technology gets smaller and is capable of you know storing more data you know and the ability to link with different things, hmm. you know, I mean, y- y'all can share information by bumping your phones together, <laughs> yeah. you know, with stuff. I mean, it's only a matter of time before all of these applications start, you know, really getting harnessed by the gaming industry. Hmm. Yeah. So. So I think it's going to be a lot more integrated into society, not just more accepted and encouraged, but. I think it's just going to become a lot more integrated. And I think also with that, like I said, we're going to see definitely an increase in the augmented and virtual reality. Yeah, it's going to be the future. I can't wait to be flying to Mars in my Tesla car. (laughs) Playing my Switch. (laughs) With David Bowie in the background. And wearing my HoloLens glasses, looking at Earth and getting stats while I'm looking at it. And then flying to Mars. Uh-huh. Yeah, the future, guys. Woo! Clint. Jesus. Real quick question. How did you start listening to this show, The Horrible Gamers Podcast? If I remember right, I think you hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> and I just started listening to the show and obviously joined the community and started, uh, you know, talking to you guys and yeah, y'all couldn't get rid of me. 
good. That's why we we don't want to get rid of people. We want more people. We want all the people. Even after you got rid of me, you couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, man, that's good. Uh, so, Clint, tell me, what is your favorite HGP moment? What's favorite, your favorite HGP moment? Out of all the moments we've had. Four loco. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy one. I love you, Ryan. <laughs> that was that was a good moment, though, dude. Like it was it was a fun show, but wow, uh, that that was a really fun episode. Um, yeah. I think one of uh, oh god, it's it, it's hard to just isolate and pick one, but I think one was. Definitely, um, actually, uh, uh, Jesus, you weren't on this particular episode, um, but when Geek Dig attempted its hostile takeover, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and, uh, actually, Ryan, it was, uh, when we, uh, Gunny was trying to host the episode, which was awesome. Right. Yeah. Because I... Because Gunny's awesome. I love that guy. And I thought it was a really good opportunity for him. Yeah. And and Gunny, I know you're listening to this. And I want more Gunny. Hashtag more Gunny. <laughs> but no, I, th- I, th- yeah. I thought that was an awesome moment. And I think, and that's even just more, not necessarily more for like a game that we're playing or anything. Um. Although I did like when you got me to download and start playing Beholder. Jesus, that was also a very awesome moment. Mm. Which, uh, even, even though I bought it, like, the same time that you got it, yeah, I, I haven't started playing it on the Xbox yet. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that game is fun, man. It's a good game. It's really depressing at some points, because you're like, fuck, I don't want to make this choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so hard. It gets really hard. At first, it's all fine and dandy. You're just spying on people and getting them arrested. Then all of a sudden, it's like, save your daughter's life or send your kid to the mines or send him to college and let him follow his dreams and let her die. It's like, fuck. I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's just, it. the reason... You said it, that's so sad, Jesus. Yeah, I, don't I don't know what to do. do. I don't yeah. know. But the reason, it's hard, the reason it's hard to pick a moment... And, yeah, I'm going to get all this is us for a moment. But the reason that it's hard to, you know, pick a specific moment is not just because of, like, any particular game or anything. But it's really just because of you guys. Like, I love whenever we get to sit down like this and, you know, just talk and laugh and... uh, I love this time and these interactions and, you know, the memories that are coming from it. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. I fucking love you guys. We love you too. We love you too, buddy. So that is, that is why it's hard. You guys make it so it's hard. It's been a touching moment. <laughs> okay. Pun intended. Sad violin started playing now. so now let's bring this all down uh you forgot a question jesus did did i clint 
Who is your favorite HGP host? Oh, damn. <laughs> well, it was Eric, but, you know. No, I'm kidding. Oh! <laughs> that guy. We don't speak about that guy. We don't, we don't talk about him. Y'all weren't expecting that one, were you? No, um... <laughs> I don't know. That guy Clint that y'all had on back in the day was... <laughs> thing. He's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Now we had to fire that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 a real shit bag. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, you know th- this goes to my last question, like how I couldn't pick a favorite gaming moment or an HGP moment. It's very hard for me to pick a favorite HGP person, you know, because I think. Off of the show, I've been able to connect with each of you guys in, you know, just in different ways and over different things and, you know, over different situations. And I can't place a value on that except just that I value that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not picking a favorite, so fuck you. Oh, I was just about man. to say too. Come so on. after be after that being said, who's your favorite? <laughs> but I won't. Okay, okay. I guess we won't pick favorites. I'm. Hey, I think I'm the one person that can actually get away with not having a favorite. I mean, I don't really like Gunny. I don't like him. I just don't. I don't like that guy. Uh, I just don't like him. I don't know. He always about says him. he's going to be on and play games, and then he's never there. Yeah, he's always and letting me down. That he's not even here right now. And he never even accepts my party invites. He'll be on Xbox yeah. Live. He'll be playing a game. He just ignores me. He's just ignoring yeah, you. Doesn't, like Doesn't even... Doesn't even Goody is playing you. Monster Hunter. He's on a quest. Hunting for monsters. And I'm like... Man, you know how many invite times I've sent him invitations? Invite to party. You know invite to party. Oh, yeah, man. Yes. Nothing. Ryan, I know how many times you do because I'm in the party a lot of the time. Yeah, no, nothing. Like, it's just like, oh, Jesus is inviting me. Fuck him. I don't want to play with him. Oh, Ryan's inviting me. Fuck him, too. Like, yeah, like, fuck. The community wants to play games with me? Fuck them. Like, fucking money. I don't know that he's ever accepted a party. (laughs) Yeah, what the hell's up with that guy? He's such a weirdo, man. And then, okay, okay. Then he comes on here and then he talks about all these games. Oh, I really did trash talking, Gunny. God we're giving you, damn, we're Gunny. giving you shit, but we love you. <laughs> yeah, we love you I love Gunny. I love him. I love Gunny. I love the Canadian. I love you, Clint. Sort of, kind of, maybe sometimes. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, That's how I feel about you, Jesus. Yeah, I don't really I like. The, I don't really I like, like Iams. I love Brink. I, I don't really like Iams. I just don't like him. He just kind of, uh, he's just around. Yeah, he's just there. I mean, can't get rid of him, right? It's like, once he's there, it's like, you can't get rid of this guy. Sometimes he'll go away for a bit, but he's always there. He's just always he there. always comes back. <laughs> actually, no, you know what? I actually have to change my answer for oh, how God. I got involved with the Horrible Gamers. How? how um, it was through IAMS. Oh, okay. Because of, uh, um, I actually uh, talked to him through the... Uh, um, horribly awkward podcast, and then found out that he was, you know, involved with HTP, and that's where I checked it out. So, yeah. So, if y'all want to blame somebody, blame Iams. 
crazy. We already do. We do for everything. Everything that happens. Blame mimes for, for everything, anyways. Yeah. We have something new to fault. blame him for. Whenever, whenever I fucking edit up, yeah, it's Simes' fault. It's always his fault. Everything happens in my life wrong. It's his fault. I wake up late for work. I am his fault. Yeah. Yep. Power goes out. I am his fault. Yep. It's his obsessive love of peanut butter. Well, his fault. <laughs> Actually, I, I can't say anything because I too have an obsessive love of peanut butter. But he puts that shit on everything. He puts that shit on pizza. Like, who the fuck? Ugh. I mean, I can't say that I dislike peanut butter. I mean, I really, 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 really like peanut butter, but I would not put peanut butter on pizza. You wouldn't have You guys know I, I like peanut butter on my burger. I mean, that doesn't sound like as bad. It still sounds bad, but not as bad as you don't, pizza. You don't even know. You, the two flavors, when they come no. together... It's, it's, no, just shut up. No. It's, no, it's, it's, like, it's like a party in your mouth. You can eat yeah, so realize weird. I'm going to try this on both the burger and on pizza. In your mouth. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to try all of this now. I bet I eats cereal with peanut butter. Bet that's how he eats his cereal. I have I have Reese's peanut butter puff peat cereal right now. But do you put peanut butter in it? Dude, I no, love I that put... cereal. <laughs> there you I go. Try that. Butter. Put peanut butter in it, and then come talk to me, buddy. Reese's <laughs> brand peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> of course. He you got gotta the, have consistency. He has the real. He has a fancy cereal. I've had Reese's peanut butter spread before. Mm. Like it's like chocolate peanut butter spread. That stuff's pretty good, good stuff. too. Good stuff, guys. Awesome. Jesus, get us out of here, we need man. To get out of here. We're getting into a food podcast, guys. With all this being said, now you know a little bit more about Clint, and we would like to know more about you. So you can always reach out to us. Feedback at horriblegamers.com. That is our email. Email us. Tell us, hey, I want to be on your show. Even if you're not on Facebook, go ahead, email us there. We'll get a contact with you. We'll get you on here somehow, some way. Uh, you can always find me on Xbox Live Gamer Tag Jesus Walks Out. You can always find Gib. You know where to find him. He'll tell you right now. And make sure you go over and listen to the Geek Dick Podcast with Clint here. Right, Clint? Absolutely. And what are your, like, ten other podcasts that you do? Name them all. Go ahead. Actually, right now, Geek Dick is the only one I'm currently wow. actively doing. Wow. You fucking, before, uh, you would list, like, 50 of them. It's like, God. There, there, there were three. Um, <laughs> the, you the were other... a network of podcasts. Yeah, yourself. The Clint Network. <laughs> However, uh, both of those shows were on an extended hiatus. Um, one of them is looking to resurface soon. Uh, we were able to work out some other details, um, which that would be the Ridiculous Ramblings podcast uh, with my buddies Jared and Dustin. But we haven't set an official date yet. Um, you know, we're just trying to work out a couple snags but that'll be okay. coming up soon but in the meantime geekdigpod.com it has all the links to all the awesome various platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, The Satchel Player Player FM, iHeartRadio and Spotify alright alright and Gib, where can people find you Gib? where can they find you you can find me on Xbox Live, Steam PSN and pretty much anywhere else as Gib8777 Guys, we're done. We're this is over. Fuck the god. We're out of here. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Brussels sprouts. We'll see you on the next edition of the Horrible Gamer Spotlight and Podcast. Bye. Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs>